Choosing a camera and a lens can be a difficult task, especially if you are new to photography. There are so many different options available, and it can be difficult to know which one is right for you. When I was starting out as a photographer, all I wanted was a camera, and one of the first I ever saw on the internet was a Hasselblad, and I wanted it. It was big and attractive. That was all I wanted, but I quickly noticed wanting something is not equal to getting it because that thing was mad expensive. Newbies in this field have no idea what cameras to get. They may have the money to purchase the gear, but will choose to purchase the wrong gear. Why? Because they lack the knowledge in choosing the right gear for their work. When we think of cameras and lenses, we do not put in much work to understand what they can and cannot do. I used to scroll Instagram a lot watching photos taken by established photographers. I come from a time when photographs were not really necessarily edited, they were just printed. Smartphones were not really a thing back then, so to me, I thought editing was not necessary. It wasn't a necessary thing. Nevertheless, choosing the right equipment is essential. Does the camera make the photographer? Mm, well, this has been debated for a long time, but no, the camera does not make the photographer, but can and will enable the photographer who knows what he's doing. Alright, so it's not about getting the most expensive camera, it's about getting the camera you can use and use well. Here are a couple of things to check out when purchasing the camera and lens. It doesn't matter the niche you want to get into. Camera bodies are kind of the same. Lenses differ in the sense that some are used for different purposes. Now, to choose a camera body, you need to be smart about it. Photography is drawing with light. Since it is, you need a camera body that can take in more light. What am I talking about? I mean, you need a camera with a high ISO range. ISO in photography is a measure of camera sensitivity to light. It is one of the three pillars of the exposure triangle. The ISO is represented by numerical values with higher numbers indicating greater sensitivity. So basically, ISO is measured in numbers. The higher the ISO value, the more light enters your camera or the more light your camera consumes and the brighter your final image. Now, cranking up the ISO might introduce noise in your image, and the opposite is also true. The lower the ISO number, the less light your camera consumes. A good range of ISO is to have 100 to 6400. Alright, so um, if, you're, if you're serious about photography, you may want to consider a camera with a wider ISO range, such as 50 to 12,800 or 25 to 25,600. This will give you even more flexibility in um, low light situations. Notice this. The ISO does not work alone. It works with the other two pillars, the aperture and shutter speed. But having a camera with a great ISO range says a lot about the camera. Some of the best cameras to have in low light situations are the Sony Alpha 7S III, the Canon R6 Mark II, the Nikon Z7II, the Fujifilm X-T4. When choosing 
a low light camera, it is important to consider the sensor size of your camera. A, a, um, a larger sensor will give you better low light performance. Now let's look at lenses. There are different kinds of lenses. The most famous lens I've seen is the 50mm or the 50mm. The 50mm is like the go-to lens for every beginner photographer because it's cheap and it works well. I'm very sure every photographer has used this lens. I'd rather you do some more research before purchasing any lens and here is where your niche plays an important role. Lenses deal with what we call focal lengths. The focal length of a lens is the, the distance between the optical center of the lens and the image plane when the lens is focused at infinity. It is measured in millimeters. The focal length, alright? The focal length of a lens determines its field of view and magnification. I'll explain. Shorter focal lengths have a wider field of view, which means they can capture more of the scene in a single image. This is why shorter focal lenses um, are, are, are often used by uh, landscape photographers and architectural photographers. Shorter focal lengths also have a lower magnification, which means they make objects appear smaller in the image. So you notice that photographers who who are into real estate love lenses like this, short focal lengths. Alright. Now we have the longer focal lengths, which have a narrower field of view, which means they can magnify distance objects. This is why longer focal length lenses are often used by um wildlife and sports photographers. When you watch Chelsea versus Brighton, when you watch Barcelona versus Real Madrid, that is what we see. The images we see uploaded, these are made with longer focal lengths because they have a narrower field of view, which means again, they can magnify distant objects. Longer focal lengths also have a higher magnification, which means that they will make objects appear larger in the image. I think I should just make different episodes for the exposure triangle and then um, on cameras and lenses that would be more in-depth and grant you the required knowledge to choose what camera and lens to purchase. Understanding the exposure triangle makes it easier to understand how the camera works. Thank you for listening to this episode on how to choose a camera and lens which is incomplete. I hope this episode brought you value and if it did, do well to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss the upcoming episode. This is the Art Shire. I'm Clement Eastwood. See you next time.